Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Oh, it is so good to hear that theme again. Football is close. That's what that theme means. It means a lot of things. And yes, football season is like, it's coming. Oh yeah. First preseason game is next week. That's unbelievable. Hall of Fame game, right? Yep. I don't ever watch that because I don't care. (laughs) It's preseason. It's foosball. It's foosball with the friends. Yes. Um, What's up, man? Not much. How are you? It's another day in paradise. Yes. Uh, You know, it's hot. It is hot. It doesn't quite feel like football yet. Not even close because it's hot. It feels like training camp football. Like training camp football. Hot. Extra sweaty. <clears throat> but Gross. We are officially now into season two of Common Ground. 25 episodes went pretty fast. It went real fast. We got picked up for a second season, though, so there's that. That's awesome. It was our own decision, but that's cool. <laughs> so welcome back. Uh, yeah, so season two. We don't even have a name for this episode yet, but we'll figure out one by the time we get done. We'll get there. Yeah. And for those of you who are continuing to join us, we appreciate you very much. And for any new listeners, I'm Andrew. I'm the Cowboys fan. I'm Brian. I'm the Seahawks fan. And we... uh, What is it that you do here? Yeah. What is it you do here? (laughs) We talk about football, actually. A little quick little introduction, as in, in case you didn't know, we both are fans of two very different teams although if we look back at season one 25 episodes worth i think we both would agree the craziest thing that happened was we named this podcast common ground right mm-hmm. but we didn't really think about it that way as in more like we were just trying to find common ground really and what we ended up finding out is our two teams are actually more similar than you think most definitely and what they're like what your team's going through now and what mine went through and uh it's actually it's it, to me that's what i got the most out of it was like well holy crap i still hate the cowboys but i still hate the seahawks yeah it's, and that's okay but we're not so different it'll never you change. and i it's, we're not so different <laughs> you and i but now it's even even more because you've got some personnel that is now with dallas a possible another one who's still dangling out there um, we'll get into that, but uh, definitely it was fun, you know, exploring that. Uh, so this episode, uh, our first one here, yes, we got training camp starting this week. Your starts Thursday, right? Thursday, yep. Yeah, so mine does too. So that's we got that going on. The first preseason game, like you said, is a week from Thursday. Um, I don't. I was going to look at my the schedule again to re- remember when the Seahawks' first game was, but. Uh, I don't tend to pay too much attention to the preseason games. I wait to read the extremely long articles afterwards to tell me uh, what was seen, and those are all much smarter people than me. And I just, you know, take them at their word for it. Well, and you're also deep into baseball season right now, too. So, uh, is that happening right now? That is happening right now. Yeah. Seattle's first preseason game is August 9th against the Colts. Oh, and Captain Andrew Luck. Captain Andrew Luck. <laughs> yes, Captain Andrew Luck gets to make his return. So, 
Uh, all right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the camp. We're going to talk a little bit about the news, anything that's happened in the – how many weeks were we gone? I don't even know. Felt like forever. Um, five five weeks. Were we gone that long? Yeah, five weeks. It actually went by faster than I thought it would. Yeah, it went by quick. So we're just going to have a little bit of fun and talk about our teams and get ready for some football, and this is just the start of many, many more episodes to come for sure. Because uh, we got an entire football season, and we get to do the whole entire season now. Because we only got to start at the end of last season, so yep. no, I'm so excited. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, it definitely weird to just start a podcast right towards the end of the season, right before Dallas and Seattle played last year. Remember how rushed we were to get to that point, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we caught on, got into a groove, and now let's uh, let's do it all, an entire season, preseason or off season, preseason, and uh, hopefully we we have some numbers jumps i think we will yeah i think we so had some uh fan t- thank you thanks again to the listeners we had some fantastic uh numbers actually while we weren't doing anything so i don't know <laughs> i don't know how to take that is but we i mean all of a sudden uh, something happened and we actually had a spike in listens over these last couple weeks which was cool i don't know if it was because we told people to get caught up and get ready or if maybe people were getting ready i don't know but and the excitement for this premiere episode was also uh up there mm-hmm. and was kind of cool to see so we actually have fans man it's crazy we got fans we have people that like us and listen to us and they're not just family <laughs> 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 or those people that we pay to do it we don't do that no no all right so hey what what did uh what did we miss so let's start over in dallas um don't know if you heard <clears throat> And I can't remember if we talked about it or not. I don't. <laughs> That's the hard part. Is I have no. I don't remember. I don't think we did. If if we did, we apologize. But we're gonna go over it again. So, um, a little old veteran, Jason Witten, he retired. Fifteen seasons. We did talk about that. First ballot Hall of Famer. I think. I don't remember. It's still sad. But uh, definitely a big move. Um, I know we did talk about obviously Des Bryant being released um, late into uh free agency how on earth is he still not signed i i think it's i think it's i think there's two parts the first part is he's not in any rush he's good doesn't want to just go jump into anything i know he does want to he does want to latch on to you know a possible contender or at least somewhere where he'll have a good role um but the big, the big part, I think he's, I, I think Dez is just good with doing what he's doing right now. I, he's, he's got some foot, uh, projects outside of football he's doing. So, I mean, we'll see. But with training camp starting and and then especially when you start getting closer to cuts and all that business, that's where you may see his name come up a little bit more with teams who might want to bring him in. So, I mean, who knows? We'll see. There's teams, teams that have. The first team was Baltimore that was linked to, and there were reports that they had offered him a, a, a one a one year one, uh, no two or three year deal, but he just wanted he to, wanted a one he wanted a one just to just to prove his worth and then make a one last you know multi year signing somewhere. Um, Cleveland's been a recent kind of rumor that's popped up. Um, San Francisco was another one, so I mean we'll we'll see what happens, but I still hold I still hold on to my. Uh, prediction that he will just eventually retire i don't I, I guess i could see that i still think that he'll end up somewhere you're gonna have 
every training camp you get those freak injuries yeah something happens somebody tears an acl something goes wrong what, what wasn't that jordy nelson two years ago something like wasn't that in the preseason he tore his acl I think so but you always have them like you always have those injuries so yep, yep. some team is going to all of a sudden need a wide receiver and you got des out there so he'll probably entertain some offers doesn't mean you still won't ultimately make the decision to just say okay well i guess i'm done right but there's going to be some offers out there i would assume so um what else is going on um there was a lot of talk towards the end of the season about uh finally getting zach martin his extension they were finally able to do that uh he's now the highest paid guard in well history but in the league this year um six year 80 80 plus million dollar deal worth every penny i mean zach martin is going to be well every year he's since he's been in the league he's been an all pro or pro bowler and um there's a lot of comparison to him when it comes to quentin nelson who was a another notre dame uh offensive prospect that came out this year but um no zach martin he's been just fantastic from day one so glad to see that you know dallas was able to lock him up and now you're gonna have no worries as far as that right guard spot um the one that they weren't able to get a long-term deal worked out with was uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, so he will play under the franchise tag this year. So about 14 or so million um, this year, then we'll see what happens next year. But he's, I mean, he's also still relatively young also. He's, I think he's only 20, 26, 27, right around there. Um, so we'll see. Um, trying to think if there's any other big, any big big news? Those are the those were the the three three four big headlines so far this off season. It was kind of a quiet uh, quiet off season, I guess. It wasn't too crazy, at least for both of our teams. Just kind of nice. I mean, you had the the you had the the knucklehead stuff that went on, but I mean, always that. That's with every every NFL team. I know, you know, national media and, and all that business. They like to latch on to anything that relates to the Cowboys, even if it's a former Cowboy America's team. Even if it's a, a former Cowboy player, or even if it's a player who was on the team for maybe three seconds. Three seconds. They'll <laughs> former say, Cowboy. Former Cowboy. <laughs> but um, now you had uh, David Irving got into a little bit of uh, well, he so David Irving is the the one thing was uh, suspended for the first four games for violating the substance abuse policy um the second thing with him was the domestic violence allegations which she did recant and the frisco police did drop that case they didn't investigate it any further the nfl also decided not to look at it and so nothing will come of that so as it stands right now he'll miss those first four games due to the um substance abuse violation Seems there were quite a few, uh, once again, and we've talked about it a million times, the uh, randomness of the suspension times for yeah. all these different things. Oh, yeah. uh, you're extremely sensitive to it, obviously, with, with what happened with your running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, it's been crazy how I'm, I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, this is just my guess, but it sounds accurate that in Roger Goodell's office, there's a dartboard. Oh yeah, on the wall, 
and he literally just picks up the dart and throws it and wherever it lands that's the suspension because none of them make sense nope none of them make sense (laughs) there's no like rhythm or actual like okay well if you if you do a ped it's this many games if you beat your wife it's this many games right it's there's no it's terrible no and i mean you've got you know three three examples out there of that you have you know zeke elliott and we're not going to get too deep in this but you have zeke elliott you know no uh no charges nothing you know found of no wrongdoing all that business but the nfl steps in does their investigation and suspends him then you have josh brown who admits it and gets a game yeah then you have Jameis winston who admits it and he gets uh what did he get two or three games something like that then you have tom brady deflated some footballs allegedly gets how many games three four deflate game you got four 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 games so i as far as suspensions and and uh, discipline and all of that business, I see that being a big topic on the um, on the NFLPA's part once they do their um, negotiations for the next contract and all that business. We'll get into this more in many episodes, I'm sure, down the road. And this probably bugs you the way it bugs me because I actually have it on our show notes to, to just for two seconds talk about Anthem just to make sure people are aware that we're not ignoring it. We want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But Anthem aside, not even just the Anthem, does it bug you the way it bugs me that here we are going into training camp, we got another season coming up, and the main focus isn't on the game. It's not on football. It's on the Anthem or a suspension or all the domestic violence issues that are popping up it's everything but football and it's really starting to drive me crazy when here we are imagine the very that thursday night game to kick off the season what are all the eyes going to be on what the eyes are all going to be on what's going on for the anthem and then the talk during the whole game is going to be about everything else and then there happens to be a football game going on Mm -hmm. and it's really starting to drive me crazy and i it's it's hurting the game and I'm, I'm hoping it's not just me. I know it's not. No, I, I agree with that. It's, it's just with the, how do I, how do I put this? With the administration that's in, you know, that's in our White House right now, they. <laughs> how do I put this? <laughs> they or uh, he likes to. So you know when, when you know when there's a fire, and <laughs> I love how you're like it's, I love it's, how you're like su- like super trying to like explain this a certain so you, way. You know there's a fire. There's gotcha. a, there was a, there's bonf- a fire, a bonfire, a nice big one, right. was a hot one, roasted marshmallows. Yeah, and um, hot dogs. It's dwindled down. Uh-huh. Now it's just some coals and some embers. And then in the next morning, oh, you just gotta poke it a little bit. Maybe add a, just a little bit of wood. Get that fire rolling again. That's what this particular person likes to do. And and once he started talking about it again, it just kind of reignited the whole well, because the whole he, conversation. And then right after that, you had um, uh, the Miami Dolphins allegedly, well, I don't want to say allegedly, they there was reports that they came out with a rule that if any player were to demonstrate during the anthem, it was going to be an automatic four games. 
Yeah. And this is a team rule. Not it has nothing to do with the league. The league put out their little memo. But didn't they come out it. after the Dolphins did their thing and said, "Hey, wait. Yep. We're going to put a hold on all this yeah, anthem yeah. policy." Yep. Yep. Yeah. So who I mean who who knows what's what's going to go on. We're we we I'll just say it now instead of waiting till the till towards the end. So we're we're still planning on doing a special episode that pretty much focuses just on the anthem because we do have our own strong opinions and you can tie it to political bias if you want, but really and honestly what it comes down to is it it does have to do with our freedoms in this country and you can have the opinion that yeah, standing for the anthem is a good thing, but you can also have the opinion where it's like it's so like I get what they're doing. Kind of. Like there's just there's so many sides to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what we're having now is the either there's only like everyone's just taking one or the other. Yep. So we're we're gonna do an entire episode. We're still gonna get Dennis from Ohio. Uh he's still gonna join us on that. He still listens. He's still I, I think I don't know if there's a person more excited for our return <laughs> than Dennis from Ohio. Word. Who's been bugging me nonstop about when are you guys coming back? When are you guys coming back? So he uh he'll he'll be joining us because he he's uh retired navy. And so his opinion is even bigger because for all you think that it's offending the military for what they're doing, you might be surprised about what somebody thinks. Yep. So we will do that. Uh, so Seahawks, what happened while we were away? I think the big, the only one I really want to cover because there's a couple other things, but they're they're popping up in the Twitter questions that we're getting is Cam Chancellor. So it's an unfortunate one. It sucks. I get it a hundred percent. But while we were away, Cam, of course, had one more doctor's appointment. They did another scan, and then he went on and posted a really nicely written message to and, say it's his and it's his neck, right? Yeah, yeah. He had that little that one of those little stingers, and uh, exactly what we all thought. Do you do you risk your life like? your actual your life after football do you risk your livelihood like being able to walk and especially when you're only 29 and 30 oh yeah do you risk all that to play football and i know they risk a lot every time they go out in the field but when you're one hit away from catastrophic injury mm-hmm. i 100 percent get his, his decision and i gotta believe with every move the seahawks have made in this offseason they knew that was coming yeah, and it it wasn't a surprise. It just sucked for it to become real, and for him to come out and say, "Hey, I'm done," because I love Earl Thomas. I'll miss Richard Sherman. I'll miss a lot of the the defensive guys that have moved on. Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill. Yeah, and all their drama aside, who cares? It's still they were great defensive players. Yeah, but Cam, there was nobody that hit like Cam Chancellor. I mean, we're watching. What game is this? This is 2014 Seattle okay. Dallas. So this is up on the screen right now, and and I'm just watching. And there's been a couple. There's just nobody that hit people like Cam Chancellor, and he, him, and Earl. Except pro- for when Ezekiel Elliott hit him. Well, there's that. I do remember that. Uh, there's him, him, and him and Earl. Just that's a good. That's a good. It's outf- a outfield hell right of a combo. And Cam, his presence will 100% be missed because he scared you 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, so Cam was the big news. Uh, him making it official, he's retiring. the The biggest part that sucks for that. I wish him the best, of course, and and hope that he has a great. He will ha- he will be he'll end up being a coach somewhere someday because both him and Richard Sherman last year on the sidelines coaching like, yep. that's what they did yep. after they were hurt so he'll end up on a sideline somewhere at some point in his life you go cliff ended up in radio and he's been amazing at it so far radio in seattle right in seattle yeah on kjr and he's been like he you would think he'd be doing it his whole life he's been great so um but i think the hard part is the damn contract because <laughs> he just signed the extension before last season and now Seattle's stuck with that money. And technically, if you think about it, with Earl not when we don't know what's going on with Earl Thomas, that's a lot of money wrapped up in your safety positions. And well, not only that, also just money wrapped up in um, defensive players that aren't there anymore. Right? It, it's it's terrible. So I actually heard this was something. I'm not a I'm not a big Will Kane fan. You probably love him because he's I, I'm not a Will Kane fan. Really? No. He's such a big Dallas fan. It doesn't matter. He loves Dallas. It doesn't matter. So for just to reiterate, so any new listeners, um, oh, that's right. I, I am a Cowboys that. fan who dislikes probably about ninety four percent of Cowboy fans. So just throwing it's it a, out there. It's a weird dynamic, it really is. If I if I, I lo- just hate people in general. So Yeah, that's true too. If you um if I like you as a Cowboys fan, then you're in rare company. <laughs> he's not trying to alienate all our listeners or anything. Oh, right not there. at all. No, he's just, you know, that's what it is. So Will Kane, uh, I don't listen to his show because I can't stand it because I, I can't stand Will Kane. But he said something very inter- interesting. There's my first interesting for the season. Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said something, and it was funny because it was just in a promo it wasn't even the show because like i said i don't listen to his show yeah but he had this big thing about how the seahawks actually underachieved this that group from 2012 to just this last season underachieved and he's i I, i've listened to it a few times i could see that and i actually one it, it got me thinking and really really thinking about it and i'm like holy crap he's 100 percent correct in the fact that if you look at the defense that they had and Marshawn Lynch as your running back and young quarterback and a rookie contract on a quarterback. Yep. All that all together, they should have been a dynasty. They should have absolutely and yeah, they were one play away from a, a second Super Bowl win and that right there is usually is where most people say it all fell apart. I'm one of them. You, everything changed then. So let's say they won that Super Bowl I mean, they were on the on their way to being huge. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at all Tom Brady, Bel- Bill Belichick, Patriots like. Maybe not that great. But no, possibly, possibly a second. But a, but yeah, you're talking about you know a second title, maybe a third. They missed out and screwed up down there and, and made some bad personnel decisions. And I love John Schneider and I love Pete Carroll, and they've made some great moves. But there were some mistakes made. And he's 100% correct about, about them underachieving. And it just, I'd never thought about it that way. I was just, I always think about, okay, well, we'll just, what's next? Let's just, who are they going to get? Who's going to make the team better? And, and instead I'm like, well, holy crap. Now I'm sad. <laughs> we should have done more. It was a really good point. 
I hate giving him credit for it. <laughs> Can't stand that guy. No, when and so was it 2013 that is regarded as having the that was the best defense and arguably one of the that best. That was well, that's the season we won it all. So so 20 yeah, so yeah. 20, 2013. 2012 was the first like that was everybody was rookies and getting into it, but it was you could see it then. And then 2013 and 2014, those were the two years where it was just Except for the, this game against Dallas. Except for that. But uh, no, 20, 2013, that was the... Still went to the Super Bowl that, that year. That was no the big one. Deal. Good for them. You lost. Um, <laughs> you weren't even there. And? Because Dez caught it. Oh, it's true. Dez did catch it. That could have changed everything. Sorry for the clip there, folks. <laughs> that um, happens. The, but 2013, that's, that's the defense that a lot of people rank up there with the 2000 Ravens, yep. the 85 Bears, all that. But yeah. Steelers. Yep. Like, that's, that's the defense. Yep. And most of that defense was still intact, dirt, you know, for 2014. It was just as good, yeah. And they should have been able to go further. So now I'm just totally depressed about the whole thing. And moving on, so let's <laughs> let's jump into camp. Camp starts this week. It does. What's uh? Where is your camp? Oxnard, California. So and they will be there for. I want to say they'll be there for the this year and. Maybe the next two years. It may be this year and next year, I believe. But then I, I think they're going to start holding part of their camp at the Star. But we'll see. I'm, Jerry likes to bring Dallas out west because obviously there's, I mean, there's Cowboy fans everywhere. But America's team, California being, you know, that's a big, big market for Dallas. So, um, but no, it's in Oxnard. Dallas uh, starts on Thursday. I believe everybody arrived today. Definitely going to be an interesting camp with all the all the new faces that are there. Some of the you know the veteran players that are no longer there. It's going to be really interesting to watch how uh, just what shakes out of everything. Um, it'll definitely be weird watching a training camp where Witten isn't there, Bryant's not there. Um, yeah, it'll be weird. It'll be weird. It'll be really weird. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna ask, so it's gonna be weird. But what are you most looking forward to, or most looking forward to finding out? Because you're always gonna find out new things about your team. Yeah. So what are you most hope? Maybe hoping, but just looking forward to finding out about the 2018 Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this wide receiver core shakes out. It's a loaded room right now. There's, I mean, there's tons of bodies in there. Obviously, the big, the big signing was Alan Hearns. You have Terrence Williams still. You have Cole Beasley. Um, you have now you've got two rookies with Michael Gallup and uh, uh, Cedric Wilson. So, um, Tavon Austin also, although he's being listed as a running back, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's a there's a lot of people in that room. So we'll see kind of how that shakes out. And the and that's that's the group that makes me one of the groups that makes me most excited because. There's a lot of doubt on them, and every everywhere you read, they say that's their biggest weakness now, which is weird because for years it's been the defense. Is it? Is and now the, it's the wide receivers. Is the doubt not just necessarily from a bunch of unknown receivers, but is some of that because of your quarterback and the still very unknown that he is? Kind. Um, because I, I know he's I working say, on some mechanical stuff, isn't he? For yeah, no, I wouldn't say that's the the majority. I think the 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 biggest question is just one well they don't have a number one receiver and two that's a problem who are all these guys right kind of thing um but i mean i'm i'm looking forward to 
to seeing what you know what transpires this year with with that group, um, especially with the addition of the wide receivers coach. Um, you know, I think I think it could be surprising, and maybe that's the better option is you have four or five guys who the ball is getting spread around to, you know, and you have, it's not a bad thing. You don't, you mean, you don't, I, depending on how your offense is built, you don't need that true number one guy. You just need three or four guys that are consistent and reliable. Well, especially with the running back you have, like you're, and that's, that's the kicker, right? You're, you're so set with a running game and a known running game Mm -hmm. there's no secret there so you could get away with a bunch of twos and threes and be just fine yep as long as your running game is doing what it's supposed to be doing which means your offensive line is performing the way it's supposed to perform and and you guys will be fine a number one just means you're paying somebody a lot of money who's maybe a diva who just wants the ball all the time which you're not talking about des but yes i agree no i'm not i'm just literally like that's the that's the more you know I, our number one is technically Doug Baldwin, and the dude is the f- weirdest number one you'd ever have because he's not like that at all. So you, you could do it. Seahawks have been doing it for a long time. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll work out. It works it's just all fine. Good. You just chuck it. <laughs> just chuck it. But no, um, so the wide receiver group, that's the one thing I'm really interested in watching. The other thing I'm, I'm ex- most excited about is – I think this is finally going to be the year where the defense is not the liability. I think that the addition of Leighton Van Der Esch in the draft, which, by the way, and for the Cowboys fans that are listening, so we've all seen Jalen Smith. He looks like an action figure. So Jalen Smith looks like an action figure. I mean, just holy crap kind of thing. You see Leighton Vander Esch stand next to him, and Vander Esch is way bigger than he is, and it's just it's weird. Plus, he still has the best damn, damn name of that entire draft. Leighton Vander Esch. It is by far. I'm not a Dallas fan, but I love him, and I'm a fan of his based solely on his name. <laughs> Leighton. Leighton. It's just... It's definitely Idaho. It's... <laughs> It's so Idaho. Leighton Vander Esch. No, I'm but with so with the addition to him and then now you've got um the Oh, well I I totally had a brain fart because I just realized that, that happens. Another big, big news, Randy Gregory being reinstated. Well, we'll talk about that, don't worry. That's um, coming up. But so the first year in quite a few years we've got actually a really deep um defensive line depth. And Rod Marinelli loves having a rotation. So if you've got quality players that are rotating in, I mean that's going to be that can that can be a dangerous unit. So with the defensive line, the linebackers theoretically being pretty much set with Sean Lee, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Jalen Smith now in his it's technically his third year, but his second year that he's going to be starting. Um, and then with uh, Seattle's former DC Chris Richard being the passing game and secondaries coach coaching these young guys who showed a lot of promise the past two years um a defense could surprise a lot of people this is what's so fun about a new season and going into training camp because the optimism level mm-hmm. you're finally over the previous season yep it's in the rearview mirror it's gone 
and you can just no matter what you know who's even excited right now cleveland brown fans oh yeah they're even excited yeah. they're optimistic yeah. and oh, that's, 16 that was last year oh, they're gonna get at least five so they're they're all excited and and we're all excited in the optimism that's what i love best it's like you know you can just basically put around, put put the past behind you and just hope that your team is gonna do decent things and it's a new day. That's what I love about Trent. The, this time of the year for football. Believe land. Oh, it's <laughs> even though they lost LeBron. That's okay. L.A. I'm gonna open. He's my, now LeBron. LeBron. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm gonna open my Lacra. Lacra. It's Lacra time. But no, like I said, Chris Richard with these young secondary guys and we'll talk i mean it's going to be a topic until it dies but um even if dallas doesn't get earl thomas i am perfectly perfectly fine with who's back there right now especially under the tutelage of chris richard um i'm not just like you said i'm just excited it sounds like it yes i love it i love it well the second question we had written down was most what's your most intrigued by but you literally just pretty much went through it I guess my first and second question are pretty much the same thing. It happens. It's it, okay. That's weird. Um, okay. Before I, I'm going to switch the questions around. So you mentioned your new coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, just off the top of your head, what do you what do you see them bringing to your team for this upcoming season? Because we both, sorry for the clip there, we both have actually have a lot of change. So I have a little bit more, I think, but. There's definitely some movement. So you got some new guys, and what are they going to do? So you already mentioned one. Well, we'll start on the off on the on the offensive side. So you've got um, Paul Alexander, new offensive line coach, former uh, formerly with Cincinnati. Um, really interested to see his style and his scheme with the talent that Dallas has, and um, now with the addition of Connor Williams, who they drafted this year, um, you could possibly have your starting five offensive linemen all be pro bowlers this year i mean i know there's a lot of teams that would die to have one you know pro bowler but um i'm really interested to see kind of how how he takes this group and see and just see what he does with them um wide receivers coach sanjay lay is it lol sanjay lol um he was with buffalo He's a little bit more of a, I want to say he's a little bit more of a, a technician and how he, he teaches the wide receivers route running and, and kind of the nuances. And I think all, I think all the wide receivers are going to benefit from that. So we'll see there. But um, I mentioned it earlier, but the one I'm most excited about is Richard. And obviously the success he had in Seattle, he didn't fare well as their defensive coordinator, but when he was their secondaries coach, he was kind of the he was, know, fan, he was, he was awesome. kind of the mastermind it just of it the just didn't quote work, unquote yeah. Legion of Boom. It just didn't work out as a DC, and, and that's okay. And well, and that's for him because I'm sure he's smart enough. That's okay. You're gonna learn from that. Yep. And you move forward. And didn't work as a DC there. I my prediction is he will. Once Marinelli retires, I think he's gonna be the one that's gonna step into that yeah. role. But We'll get there when we get there. But having the experience of working with, you know, Chancellor Thomas Sherman, Maxwell, um, Jeremy Lane, I 
he knows where to put the correct players so that they're successful and so that the defense is is successful. The thing that, and I mentioned it towards the end of the last season, the thing that Dallas has struggled with is, um, or as far as the secondary goes, is just finding out where they, where, where does Byron Jones need to be? Is he a safety? Is he a cornerback? Is he um, a slot? Is he, you know, is he always moving around and he can't just get set in one, one position and, do that position great rather than doing, you know, safety well and cornerback well. As soon as Richard came in, he said, that's, that, no, that's a corner. That's my corner. He's got the, he's all, he's based on measurables. Although it was kind of funny when he was talking about measurables, you know, he likes tall and tall and lean, you know, six, one, you know, six foot, six, one and over, um, a la Richard Sherman, that kind of thing. And, uh, somebody asked him, well, what about Jordan Lewis? Cause Jordan Lewis, um, I think he's five ten or so, and and uh, he goes, you know, there there is certain players you make an exception for, so you know that's good good to hear about Lewis also because he's a definitely a a young promising corner. Well, it'll be fun, no matter what. Yeah, definitely. You got some new the it's it's new eyes, new vision, new techniques, mm-hmm. new everything, which can sometimes flip guys around yeah exactly and if it all fails then that's when it leads up to the one person who yeah, i wonder who that would be who some say well for him it's every year he's the coach for the dallas cowboys he's always on the hot seat quote unquote yeah but um i i have a feeling that um uh, and we're jumping all over the board but <laughs> it's preseason we're getting back in the groove i think if there isn't any if there's no success this year, I really do think that this might be his his final tenure. It's not the same boat for Pete Carroll, but it in this at the same time it almost is because you're right on if it still is a struggle cuz you Seattle's had a lot of turnover as far as coaching staff. Pretty much all new. I mean, yep. it's not all your main positions are changed. So if there's still problems the only constant there is Pete Carroll. Yep. I don't believe, like, say the Seahawks go, you know, struggle. They're below 500 this season. Obviously, don't make the playoffs. I don't think that they move on from him this season because he's got two years left. But at the end of 2019, that would be where he sits. Well, and at the end of 2019, wouldn't he be about 70 years old? He's already the oldest coach <laughs> currently. I mean, yeah. He's, but the thing is, is he's the oldest, like he's the youngest 60-something-year-old dude. Ever, I mean, he's he's ridiculous. But with the roster stuff they have going on and everything, I don't necessarily blame him for what's about to take place. Right. However... They're going to have more cap space, more room to roam, so much to do in 2019 that after all those moves that they're just inevitably going to make, if it's a struggle then, oh, yeah. yeah you got to look at both him, and then you got to look at John for the, the personnel decisions because right. there's just some stuff there that's just not happening. Um, anything? Um, okay, so then I want – this is tough. One bold prediction. Something that will come out of your camp 
that maybe nobody like is thinking. Just something bold. Hmm. We're gonna get bold this early. Oh yeah. Bold prediction. And save it for the game. end now, man. I put it right in the middle. Bam. Right now, I'm going to say that... Like a player that maybe nobody thinks has a chance to make the team, but you think might. There's always that one. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i say one bold prediction right now. And it's just for training camp? Yeah. So just for training camp. I As you roll into the first regular season game, camp ends. As we roll into the first regular season game, I... I believe there's a very, very real shot that an undrafted free agent is the one who replaces Witten in the tight end spot. Ooh. Because right now, right that's a big question right now, obviously, with Witten gone. Everybody knew for the past 15 years, obviously, Witten's the guy. It's always been, okay, who's that second guy or who's that backup guy? Now Witten's gone. You've got a whole bunch of people in that tight end room, and you don't really have any answers right now. You still have Rico Gathers, but he's obviously still a, pro- a project. Um, you have Jeff Swaim, you have Blake Jarwin, um, you have Dalton Schultz, who they drafted this year. But um, I really think that uh, David Wells could have a shot at taking that taking that spot. That could be a shocker. I like it. I like it a lot. I hope it's true. <laughs> Seahawks. If it is true, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. Remember where you heard that, all 60 of you. All right, so <laughs> Seahawks camp also gets underway on Thursday. The VMAC in uh, good old beautiful Renton, Washington. Renton. Renton right there on Lake Washington. It is one hell of a, uh amazing uh, facility for for training camp. Yeah. It used to be over there in Cheney. Cheney. Yeah. Cheney. So those for those of you who don't know, so yes, we uh podcast this podcast is in Washington State. When you think Washington State, no, it's not Seattle where we are. We're in eastern Washington, which is Central Washington. Oh, Hold sorry. on. Buddy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Hold sorry. Hold on. East of the Cascades. There you go. Um and technically where we are, we're in a desert. So it's a high desert. We have trees. It's nice. Washington high. <laughs> uh Wow. Okay, so <laughs> uh, same thing, same questions. Most looking forward to, most intrigued. Um, I am most looking forward to the new look in general because offensive-wise, you still got Russell Wilson. They're still going to be trying to be run first, trying being the key word. Do you think they try to not have the entire offense beat on him. Oh, I think they'll try. As in... As in 37 thir- of their 38 touchdowns exactly. were... Yeah. And um, and the leading rusher. He only had one rushing touchdown outside of Russell Wilson the entire season. Yes, I think they're going to try. That doesn't mean they're going to succeed uh, because Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson and he does crazy things. But that all comes down to how the offensive line improves. The only thing I'm really intrigued by on the offensive side isn't even who they pick as running back or any of that stuff. I just want to see offensive line-wise, is there improvement? Is the new coaches, are they going to be able to make some changes? Uh, but but I'm more intrigued 
on the other side of the ball because our defense got blown up. Yep. So I really want to see with new coordinator, you know, new coaching staff, but you've got some, you still got some people, you know, some players in there that have been there. They understand the Seahawks way, but you got a lot of new guys. Um, you, you got a lot of, of guys that have been there and now with like Richard Sherman gone, Griffin's going to step up and that's going to be his role. So you're going to see who's going to emerge as the leaders. It's almost like starting all over again, basically. Um, it's kind of like, I don't want to say like 2012 all over again, but that's, that's kind of what it's like. Kind of the you've feeling. Got, yeah. You got, you're unsure about what's going to happen. Um, I, I actually, my, I have a my season bold prediction that I'll do some other time is I don't I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really interested to see, and you'll see it in some of the preseason games, like what what schemes they're going to go with, what things they're going to change, how how different is it going to be from what we've been used to watching since 2012 on, and that's that's kind of exciting for me. Just to it's sad but exciting all at the same time. Right. Well, and, and going back over to the offensive side, I, I think if they had just a little bit of small, uh, just a small improvement on their offensive line with Penny back there, if he pans out and if he's a good running back, I mean, that could be a solid, you know, that could be a solid part of that, that offense is getting back to that running game. Um, you mentioned in your bold prediction that will obviously go into more detail, but um, I, I, agree with you in that they probably won't be as bad as people think they are but i still think they'll finish third in that division which yeah when you when you hear that you're like oh okay but no think of it you got the rams probably very well win 12 13 games oh yeah um san francisco could win Jimmy Graps. San Francisco could win 10, 11. Although he's going to be knows? so distracted this year with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you got, I mean, San Francisco could win 10, 10, 11 games. Seattle could win 9 or 10 games. And depending on, um, you know, strength of schedule and, and division matchups, Seattle could still win 9, 10 games and miss the playoffs. So And that happens every season. And I think, honestly, if they won, based on what most of the experts are predicting, because they're all predicting just – an absolute dumpster fire they're going to be you know lucky to get i think uh, one of the things i saw out there was they were basically predicted at five wins um even for me that's a little low and that just seems nuts so i think even if they're above 500 so let's say they finish nine and seven i think yeah you're going to miss the playoffs at that with what's going to go on in the nfc you're just not going to get in at nine and seven that to me is with everything that's happened this this off season, all the turnover, all the drama. To me, that's a win. Like I'll take that. You're you're not below five hundred. Yeah, you're not in the playoffs, and that sucks. But you lost a lot of a lot of players. That's that means that at nine and seven, you you've got a solid base to build on, and with everything you get to do in twenty for before the twenty nineteen season, that's going to be look out. That doesn't mean they're not going to absolutely be terrible. They very well could be. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But uh, I, I, I'm two of the four preseason. So halfway through preseason games, by two preseason preseason games, you'll know kind of because that second one they play a lot of starters. Third one. Third one. You're right. Sorry. So th- the third one they play a lot of starters. So you'll know. But I, I just want to see the difference. 
and we're all kind of blinder now. And that's the thing we can sit here and make predictions about how well they're going to do. Come that third, we don't come that first preseason. Nobody like, oh. know, nobody knows anything, and we're de- we'll definitely get into more of like our season predictions as we get right up to it. But anything could happen. Injuries could happen. We anything. So I'm I'm not you know Tony Romo. Look what happened to him. Yeah, I was there. My oh, poor guy. So sad for you. It was awful. Uh, same boat for me. New coaches. I, I'm super super excited to see. The basically, I, I break it down. I have three main ones that changed in my offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and my offensive line coach because those are the three that mean the most to that team. Marty Schottenheimer hire. So Brian Schottenheimer hammer. Brian Schottenheimer hire. Schottenheimer hire. That's that guy. Never got any. I never got anybody. Uh, you know, get sending me a video of them saying Schottenheimer hire over and over. Oh well. <laughs> He's on the bottom of that list of who I'm excited to see because I'm not at all thrilled with that hire. wasn't from the beginning. I think it's a mistake, uh, but I could be wrong. I mean, he, he they, they've said that he's working with Russell, and the things that they're trying to change with Russell make perfect sense, getting rid of the ball faster. Because when you go through, and I, I've, I've, I love the Hawk Blogger guys on Twitter. I don't know if any of them listen to this podcast. If they do, there's your shout-out. Uh, love what you guys do. Some of them actually will, I mean, they break down so much film and numbers and you'll watch video and they'll flat out point out, yeah, the offensive line was terrible, but a lot of these sacks are actually on Russell and holding on to the ball and they'll show the wide angle and you'll actually see when you slow it down, the receiver will come across on a slant and he's wide open and Russell just needs to let go of the ball instead of twirling around so I, and 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 he'd have the play i was gonna say and yeah i know it's it's from a camera's point of view but do you think sometimes i mean the knock on him has always been and he's short he's short do you think that has part of oh i'm sure it does. some of it to do i'm sure it does with big guys in front of you i'm sure especially on a slant route i mean that's happening in front of you mm-hmm. he may not even see it but that you got to coach him to be able to, to to see that or figure out how to figure out how whether they make his drops further back or somehow where he's able to see those passing lanes and actually get rid of the ball because now I've watched so much and I'm like okay well that sack was on him that mm-hmm. sack was on him yeah now that does not take any of the <laughs> of the uh, I don't want to say credit because credit's a good thing right. <laughs> Any of the uh, what's the word? I don't want to. That the offensive line still sucks. Let's go with that. And they they were responsible it was for off, it pretty was awful. pretty awful. They were responsible for plenty of sacks when when the ball is snapped and your whole offensive line just falls down. Yeah, it's literally, not good. Literally, literally falls down. Like the ball, Russell would be in a shotgun formation. The ball would barely get to his hands before the first defender was right in his face. That's not good offensive line play. It's not good blocking. Probably shouldn't do that. So I'm not going to go anywhere. <laughs> so I'm I'm the only part of Schottenheimer that I'm interested in is to kind of see. Yeah, of course, his offensive scheme. See what they decide to do. But they've already Pete's a run first guy. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball and then and then use Russell after that. But the stuff that they're working on with Russell, that's what I'm. We need to see Russell Wilson take that next step. Yep. So. But on the offensive line side, Solari, Mike Solari, that's like 
so many people think that he can take cable was in a rut and couldn't get anywhere further with these guys. Mm-hmm. So they want, they think that he can actually take it and, and have them take that next step and that they're actually better than what the tape is showing that it was coaching well, and, and scheme. And with cable, I, I mean, I still don't get it and don't understand the taking, you know, defensive linemen and oh, yeah, making them th- offensive yeah. linemen. Instead of just drafting offensive linemen. Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> So maybe that's who you draft. I don't get it. So, and on the defensive side of the ball, <laughs> uh, poor uh, poor Ken Norton. He uh, junior, yeah, he's got one hell of a task in front of him, just because of the as we said, the whole defense got blown up. So he's he basically has to. He's got pieces of a culture that once was. He has to put those back together, but also create kind of his own. And so what happens there, that, that's that's also something I'm looking forward to seeing. And with guys like Frank Clark still there and Bobby Wagner. And uh, KJ, yeah, I right. mean you think about it, you got Bobby and KJ there, those two yeah, you got they're the, gonna step up and be leaders. And, and now you got the Griffin brothers. Yeah. And if Earl if Earl ends up staying, you know, Earl's still gonna be a team player, hopefully. And there's enough pieces there that have been there before it's not gonna be too drastically different there's just it's just going to look it's going to be weird yeah um for sure so um and then my bold prediction um i'm not sure that pen even though penny was a leading rusher in college yards rise right i still don't think that he necessarily runs away so there runs away with the uh with a oh, st- ha, ha. yeah <laughs> took you a second i still don't think he runs away with a starting job running back and my bold prediction is if then when everybody would say okay well that means it's going to be chris carson not necessarily my bold prediction is is because seattle's weird and they like to just play with all sorts of different moving pieces that the starting running back coming out of training camp will be neither one of those two i don't know who just not those two just not those two hmm. interesting Yes, <laughs> that doesn't. I, Penny is obviously is going to. He's going to be a huge contributor to the team, but I actually think he's going to become more valuable in the passing game. Um, he's going to become that that last option, or they're going to not design some plays for him just right out of the backfield. Like he he is going to be. He was good at it in college. He's going to be used a lot that way, and and those types of plays are they kind of rustle they they work for him. Yeah, because you know on the on the on the rollout or the bootleg yep. out, you know running backs out there kind of flanking yep. him, and that's the easy dump off. Yep. So I see that happening a lot. Uh, also, John Ryan, love you. It's been a real bummer that this is how it's going to end. But um, our new uh, that that punter that they drafted, Dixon, he uh, he's taking your job, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that sucks for you because you've been awesome. And you see out, you've been great just to the city of Seattle in general. Like you're a good dude and, um, but you're also expensive and, and, and we don't have any money. Ginger. <laughs> yeah. The most ridiculously like built punter <laughs> ever. The dude is like, uh, I, 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 I would give that a rebuttal. Oh, I think Chris Jones is pretty built and yeah. he's also fast. Well, there's that. Yeah. Um, well, my punter, uh, he threw, well, soon to be ex punter. He th- he threw a touchdown. Cool. 
and with and, his eyes closed. With well, with because he best, was scared to get the hit. Be- yeah, the best face ever. <laughs> so, either way, camp's here. I'm excited. You're excited. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great. Football's back after uh, a week from Thursday. You don't have a week with no football games. That nope. That's fantastic until we get to freaking February. And then once you get tired, once you're starting to get a little fatigued of the you know preseason games and all that fake business, college football starts. I love. I just love football. I'm ready. I'm ready. I need to take my mind off of baseball because my team's slipping. <laughs> Lost again tonight. Boo. Uh, okay, so unbelievably we're already at an hour (laughs) were there any um big nfl news stories that have happened recently that uh that you want to go over the couple of contracts got signed today that money wise good god yeah um todd Gurley being one (laughs) Running backs are back in business. Are back in business. Well, and you look at what uh, Barkley's rookie deal was. Yeah. I mean, and I have no doubt that Saquon Barkley is going to be a stud. I, I He's going to succeed. They're going to use the crap out of him, too, because Eli Manning is old. Yeah. And terrible. But uh, Gurley, if you're Aaron Donald right now, how mad are you? Probably pretty pissed off. <laughs> Because, <laughs> in in my opinion, he is probably the. I would say he's the number one defender in the league right now, and he's or number one player on. And defense. he's not even getting the time of day with what he wants. The dude is, I mean, and I've mentioned it before, but in that 2014 draft, you had. Um, well, I can't remember if, if he was already taken or not, but. Between Aaron Donald and Zach Martin, that's definitely a toss-up. Zach Martin's been, like I said, Pro Bowl, all uh, Pro Bowler, All Pro since he's came in the league. Uh, as Aaron Donald has also. Um, but would you take the? Would you rather take the the offensive lineman that's going to keep your quarterback safe? Or are you going to take the defensive lineman who will make the quarterback's life hell? I actually would take the defense, believe it or not. You would think after watching my quarterback get run around like crazy, I would want offensive linemen. But there's still something so much fun to me watching a really good defense just give a quarterback hell, like you said. And... and being able to protect your quarterback, that's great, but good defenses, and maybe that's because of the recent history of my team and good defense, but it's fun to watch. Everybody loves scoring points, and that's great and all, but man, defense is awesome, although they're not allowed to hit much anymore. That's true. That's a whole <laughs> other subject. <laughs> um, so Gurley, if you weren't aware, agreed to a four-year contract extension that uh, – Adam Schefter says resets the market for running backs. If you're Le'Veon Bell right now, how mad are you? Because <laughs> he wants a new deal. If you're Ezekiel Elliott, how big are you smiling? How big are you smiling right now <laughs> going, oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yep. 
uh, it's he uh, forty five million dollars in guarantees mm-hmm. to a, in a position that we literally thought was on the downturn. Like, like you didn't need you, you didn't, didn't need, need it because they were doing it all by committee. Yep, it wasn't uh, it wasn't that position all of a sudden wasn't the main thing anymore. It was quarterback, and then you ran by committee. Yep, and then you. I mean, I think originally what kind of killed it was Trent Richardson being drafted number four overall. And obviously that didn't pan out. Sure and then didn't. you had a lot of years where running backs weren't really taken in the first round or they were taken really low. And then you kind of had the restart with actually Gurley being probably the first one being taken somewhat high in the first round. Um, and in that same draft, you also had Melvin Gordon. And then obviously in 2016, you had Elliott at number four. And then even um, higher this year with Barkley at number three. The uh, was he two? He was two. Yeah, and he his rookie deal is thirty one point two million dollars. So for a dude that's never taken a snap in the NFL, now can you imagine before the rookie deal for all those rules, what the what that contract oh would yeah, be? Yeah. I mean, and then you got so and and the Rams literally had just given uh, Brandon Cooks a five year eighty million dollar extension. Yep. And I remember when that got that was last week, and, and the whole sports media was like, "Why are you giving him an extension? You still you got Aaron Donald there, who unhappy, unhappy, and you're going to sign Cooks to that, and now you got Gurley, and good for them because they're signing somebody that they needed to go ahead and get an extension done with, and Gurley wanted to get it done early and just get it over with, and that's great and all, but again, if you're Aaron Donald right now. You are not a happy camper. Right. So, uh, but the Rams are just, this year and next year, Jesus. That's a that's a scary team. It's a scary team. Now, all those, con- they're going to have to sign all these people eventually outside of those guys. And that's where they're going to they're gonna run into problems. But for now, yikes. Yep. Watch out. Uh, you got Julio Jones holding out. Not going to report to camp. What do you think about that? Yeah, that he deserves to be paid, doesn't he? I mean, the dude's like he's amazing. Yep. And if you think about and, and well, I was saying in him in that offense, yes, he is a true number one wide receiver, and he is their he's their main. I mean, without him, that offense struggles. So he signed a five year. $71 million contract in 2015 that included a $12 million signing bonus and $47 million guaranteed money. So his base salary this season was going to be $10.5 million, and, and he wants monies. Again, a whole other topic for a whole other show because it fits right in with my thing going on with Earl. But, I mean... Part of me gets pissed off, like, dude, honor your contract. But at the same time, I think about it, and I'm like, no, because as the team, the NFL can just, or the uh, not the NFL, but the team itself can just cut you. They don't have to honor it, and it's never looked at as like, oh, they didn't honor their part of the contract. How dare they? Right. They just released him. It's never looked at that way. But damn it, if you're the you're the player, better honor that contract. Even though tomorrow you could get hurt and never be able to play again. So yep, and you're done. Yeah. Were there any other? NFL stories that hit you. We totally missed doing the Twitter thing, right? But we were supposed to do it because we just got kept talking. 
So we're going to jump into uh, if you unless you've got anything else you wanted to go over from the NFL in general. Nothing I can think of. I'm okay, good. you get we going to Twitter. Let's go to the Twitter, the Twitter box. So at Common Ground FBP, I posted earlier today, uh, getting everybody excited about the new episode coming out tomorrow. And if you're listening to this, came out today, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted. Uh, I'm trying to get more interaction this season. This is what I want. I want to get our listeners talking to us, sending us questions, getting involved. We're even letting one of them come on the show. Can you believe that? And uh, so I just put it out there, anything you wanted to go, for us to go over. So um, who is this person? At Mark Neveldine. I don't know who that is, but he listens. Um, this, is a, this is a weird one. Who wins between the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks if they had to play tomorrow at noon, Dallas. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. Like, that's a question where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to say Seattle. <laughs> You're going to say Dallas. Dallas is a little bit more set in who they are and 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 players. I'll get nailed though if I agree with you and say you're right. Uh, Dallas would probably win. But I guess in our very first show ever, didn't I pick Seattle to lose? <laughs> Our, yeah, I did. yeah yes he did <laughs> i swear i'm a seahawks fan but they're gonna lose <laughs> so i guess i could honestly if they had to play tomorrow at noon dallas would probably win because yeah. you're and you nailed it right on your roster is way more set than mine is way too many question marks we have no idea also why are we playing tomorrow at noon like camp is starting <laughs> like <laughs> why and then but but then they add on and who wins if they play in january if they play in January, and how can we answer that right now? Shut your mouth. See, say Dallas. No, see, then I'm saying Seattle. <laughs> you know, I'm saying Seattle. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean, you got a fully healthy, nothing hanging over, hanging over his head, ready to get the rushing title back. Ezekiel Elliott, Dak's ready to take that next step, and and I, I don't think he had that. He didn't really have that big of a down year as people like to think. He just had a fantastic rookie year and then had a, a you know a good second year, third year. He's ready to take that next big step. Um, now the offensive line is solidified. You got Tyron Smith, presumably Connor Williams at left guard, uh, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and then uh, Lyle Collins rounding out the line. Um, no, I I think that. That core part of the offense is going to be pretty hard to beat. And I think it's going to go right back to that as we're watching this 2014 Seattle-Dallas game. It's going to go right back to that. Like, we're going to run the ball. Stop us if you you know, if you know want to. And, and I think, honestly, I think that's what's going to make Dallas a little bit more dangerous this coming year without Dez there and without Witten there is, okay, go ahead and, okay, they don't, they don't have anybody that scares us on the outside, so let's go ahead and stack the box. Well, not yet. Now it, that's going to allow somebody to shine. Now they're exactly that will allow somebody to well, like oh you know shit. Now we got to we've got this guy to worry about. Yeah, then they so, will. And for the first quarter of the season, no one's going to be aware of who that is. Yep, you guys are just going to be able to run the ball, and it, it, all of a sudden you're that 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 diamond in the rough dude will come out, and you'll have somebody that again nobody saw coming Mm -hmm. no definitely dallas uh tomorrow at noon and in january (laughs) i'm still wondering why it's tomorrow at noon but like it's a duel (laughs) if there was a game tomorrow at noon i would be 
pissed because I'd be at work. Oh, I'd be taking the day off, man. You'd have to call in sick. You know that, right? You you look a little pale. <laughs> it's starting to look a little uh, pale. It's, starting, it's you weird. All right? You all right? I'll call for you if you need me to. <laughs> all right. The uh, Podskier Boys, uh, if you are looking for an interesting podcast, uh, Podskier, they go out and find unique and different podcasts. We're on their list because we guess we're unique and different. Uh, and we're hoping to get together with them. And, but we're and, also similar. And we're weird. So we're we're hoping to get on with them and and do a little and have a little fun, but they and this one's for you. Imp- and that's why I told you to hold off on on Randy Gregory. Impact of Randy Gregory coming back. That's the first question. And then they they wanted our thoughts on the rankings of Wilson and Prescott in the ESPN rankings. I am not an ESPN insider because as much as I like ESPN, I don't want to pay for that shit. So uh, what I will promise you is between this episode and the next one, I will go look. I know that in tier one, it's two guys. Brady and Rogers. Brady and Rogers. I have no idea where they put. And I listened to ESPN all day today, and I know they talked about it, but I was I got busy. So I don't know where Russell is. I don't know where Dak is. But we'll, I'll go look, all right. and we'll find out. But impact of, of Randy Gregory so coming Im- back. Impact of Gregory. So first off, I am, I'm super happy just, just for – the kid in general just period take football out of it um granted i i know that in my in my opinion also cannabis and marijuana that's the nfl doesn't need to be we need they need to move on from that and get you know start taking some steps to rid that from the um substance that'll get players either a banned or you know suspended for 16 games like alcohol if a player wants to smoke pot after a game or anytime they're at like not at work right they should be able to do that based on the studies that show what it does for pain and the amount of pain that these boys go through well not even week in and week out just all the the mental health just oh yeah but 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 that's a totally different thing um no happy totally happy for him that he's he's back i mean essentially he's been out for two years and and he's and he's gonna have like a when it's all said and done basically a five-year rookie contract as a second round player because of the two years of being suspended um but no finally getting reinstated um super excited he never stopped conditioning while he was out um he he is a freakish athlete um and the last time he came back from suspension he was it was right it was the end of the season it was in december uh mid december um started off slow rusty but then started to pick it up you know in those last two or three games or so this year coming back from suspension he gets a full training camp so i mean he's going to be ready ready to go and um, as far as an impact, I mean, I could definitely see him uh, with Marinelli and him liking his rotation. But I could see Gregory, you know, I could see six, seven, six, seven sacks being pretty realistic for him. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, with the defensive line and all that depth, there's going to be sacks to go around. I mean, couldn't be more excited that he's back. It's going to be good. It's a cool story. Oh, definitely. I mean, and, and and then if you just look at that line, you got 
you know, Demarcus Lawrence, you got Randy Gregory, you got David Irving, you have um, uh, Tyrone Crawford, you have um, a couple of these kind of unknown but are promising guys. You've got uh, Richard Ash, who's one. Um, and then this year you have the, um, his name, his name's leaving me right now. Crap. Let me look it up. He's got to look it up. Getting back into football also. I'll have a sip of my lacra. It's a lime lacra. I can almost taste lime in it. You can almost taste, <laughs> you can taste almost lime. taste the lime. It's weird. So along with those guys, you also have um, this year's draft pick, Dorrance Armstrong from Kansas. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, well, there's a couple that are tried and true. Well, I guess it'd only be technically one, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement and possibility with that with that group of guys. Um, but with Gregory, I'm definitely excited to have him back. Next one at the David A. Rogers with your two teams gotta be. The Earl Thomas situation. Uh, who? Who? Yeah, Earl. Who? Is he a? Is he a play? Is he a Seahawk or a Cowboy? The uh, he's a Seahawk who loves the Cowboys. He uh, he does love the Cowboys. The, well, this story won't go away. The drama won't go away. Um, Earl. Well, so it got released today that he, of course, is not reporting to training camp, which doesn't come as any surprise to any of us. Um, but the the tweet was literally was like he was it was worded weird like he's done with Seattle he's selling his house in Seattle he, he he's done okay well fine <laughs> somebody put the joke like well have you seen the housing prices in Seattle well that's you, the other thing maybe he's moving to like uh, you might as moving well up, moving up north up yeah. five a little bit or might as or well maybe sell it yeah I mean make some good money off those homes <laughs> in Seattle right now so um, he he posted on Instagram that he basically that he basically told the Seahawks should have got off the pot yeah pretty much what he said either extend me or if you don't want me trade me and the the thing is and what's coming out of dallas at least and and maybe with all your connections maybe you've heard more (laughs) (laughs) but it just it continues to sound like seattle's asking price is just way too high and dallas is not stupid they're not going to be giving up what seattle wants seattle probably still wants first round you know they want a first round pick i get my team side of it like i'm not he's under contract for 2018 seahawks actually hold all the leverage all of it because he can get fined, and in the end, he's either going to have to play or he gives up his salary. Mm-hmm. And for a guy that's trying to make more money, why would you give up $9 million? Right. And and then at the end of the season, they can franchise tag him. And I would do it out of spite because I'm that mad. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I don't care. So um, most of me actually says at this point, if Seattle can get a, a two and a three, just get rid of him i don't even care where he goes if he goes to dallas fine it anywhere See, i'm just i'm tired of the drama and i just want it that again all the focus is on where earl thomas in that situation and not on 
let's talk about this year's team right and 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 what they're gonna do it's not there and it and it's driving me crazy well i think a big part of it as far as just it always being talked about i mean the guy's probably he's probably gonna be in the hall of fame oh yeah he's a he's a perennial all pro he's i mean he's still in his prime but so on the flip side of that on from dallas's perspective um I don't think they're they're not in the past. Oh yeah, Jerry probably would have made that move a long time ago. Um, I think definitely being a little bit more smart with their decisions or with his decisions. But like I said earlier, I I really think they are comfortable and are they want to see what they have in these young guys. Now bringing him in obviously would be. A huge boost, not only as just a you know a player on the defense, but as a, a leader and as a on the field coach. And then obviously you have the rapport with Chris Richard also. So I could see that being another point of view. But I really do think that if if nothing were to happen, they would be perfectly fine rolling with these younger guys that they have. I mean, you got Jeff Heath, and you have Kayvon Frazier, and you have um, Marquez White, and um, I know I'm forgetting another one, Xavier Woods. Um, I think they're whatever way it falls. I think they would, they'd be perfectly fine with I, the, the Seahawks, I mean, knowing this was happening and knowing the cam thing, they've built the roster up or they, they're, they're planning for life after anyway, but obviously we would still like him to be in Seattle. Like you said, he's a future hall of famer. He's the best that there is at his position. And all you have to do is go watch Earl Thomas highlights and he's a freak of nature. The fact that he was able to come back from the broken leg injury that he came back from and play at the level that he was able to play is nuts. I do miss the dreads. The d- <laughs> yeah. It was kind of cool seeing him with the dreads. But anyways. He, but, <laughs> but he... And, and I don't want people to think I don't think he deserves more money. I 100% do. And this is where I get conflicted because I'm like, okay, well, but you signed that deal... And you're getting $9 million for this season. Now, I get it. You could get hurt in week four, career ending. You didn't sign an extension yet. You're screwed. You could get hurt on Tuesday. I get that. Tomorrow at noon in that game that they're playing, (laughs) apparently. You could get hurt. Yeah. And so I get that part of it. But at the same time, I just, I'm like, okay, what he he either wants way too much and Seattle's trying not to Seattle's probably scared with what happened with Cam Cliff Haverhill like Cam just signed a another safety just signed a gigantic extension and then and he's, he's done now. yeah he's done <laughs> and they're stuck paying that money so they're probably a little gun shy and I it's and then the whole like oh well if Earl doesn't want to be here just trade him and it's like well he does kind of want to be here because he's been trying to get a new deal right. to play in Seattle. But he's got a point. If you don't want him, move him. So this is far from being over. And unfortunately, it's going to bleed right into training camp, possibly through training camp. And you could have the situation where we had with Cam where he's sitting out games. And you want to know, and I just realized it, and uh, maybe it's just because it's late, but... This whole thing started um, right after our first episode. 
Because right after our first episode was the Seattle-Dallas yeah. game, and that was the game where he followed uh, Garrett in the locker or to the locker room, and that's when he said, hey, if you, if you got a chance, come get me. That's wow. weird. Wow. It's been a long Circles time, back and this around. is still going. Did you see that he – the rumor came out today, of course, that he bumped into the Raiders owner and told them to come get me. <laughs> so – and then that came out later that that was actually not at all what happened. It was more of a joke. It was like, more of a joke Yeah, when he was asked, are you going to hold out? And Earl had said, why, are you going to come get me? Like, that was what he said. And yeah. it got taken as, Earl approached Davis and said, come get come me. Come get me. Like, that's his to, line. I want to go to Vegas. That'd be cool, playing Vegas. So, all right. So, the, the Earl thing is far from over, and I'm sure we'll discuss it plenty in more episodes. Uh, and last question at uh, Casey Rom, I think I'm saying your name correctly. How do you feel about Sherman's comments on the team? Have you seen yeah, Sherman's seen latest them. comments? Yeah, so, I've seen them. Uh, Richard Sherman, love you, buddy. Gonna miss you. Uh, the whole thing, the way it went down, kind of sucks. You know what Richard's long for? But... <laughs> But, dude, it's seriously like you broke up with the girl and all you want to do is make sure to go back and talk shit about, or she broke up with you anyway, and you want to go back and talk shit about her to make yourself feel better (laughs) about how it all went down. Because how about you just focus on your new career down there in San Francisco and move on? Why do you got to keep... I think I think with him is people know he's going to say something. Oh, he's mouthy. It's so Richard Sherman. Everyone knows he's going to say something, and he'll give him something that's like, "Oh, this is good stuff." And so, I a lot of it, I think, is just well. And part of me is the stuff st- he's saying, stuff being asked, and right? Then, yeah. Part of it, I I want to sit there and go, "Ooh, this is details into what went wrong." And I'm I'm intrigued by that because I I wanna I wanna know like after the play from the one like what really happened in right. your minds, but I'll, at the same time I'm wondering how much of what he's saying is true and how much of it is you just being bitter and wanting to blast your former team. Whereas when you listen to like Cliff Averill on the radio, he's got insight. Obviously, he was there. His feels more genuine because the way that his time with the Seahawks ended was not like Richard's. Yeah. So I have a hard time necessarily believing everything Richard Sherman is saying. But when he says that they they lost their way, duh. <laughs> Obviously that's what happened. We get it. So I just I think at this time he just needs to shut up and and focus on on uh you know this game was four years ago, right? I don't care. This was a beautiful game <laughs> for you. And- and I'm I'm gonna take a little throwback, but this is where but this is where Seattle's home field advantage. This is where it died. Oh yeah, is this game? Oh yeah, um, God, Rolando McLean was a just a great linebacker that year. It just sucks that he just didn't really care anymore. But anyways, <laughs> look at the names on jerseys and go, who does that guy? That guy's not there anymore. No, uh, <laughs> Justin Durant's not there. Rolando McLean's not there. Barry Church isn't there. Leno Skandrick isn't there. Um, who else? Brandon Carr's not there. Morris Claiborne's not there. Curse. He gone. That was blatant pass interference. No big deal. 
this is really bad podcast radio type <laughs> stuff as we sit here and watch a game from four years ago. You can't grab them. That's pass interference. Shut up. <laughs> so anyway, you were going to say, you don't even remember what you were saying, were you? No, I don't remember what I was going to say, but no, uh, awesome questions. Thank you for sending yes. those in. Uh, and we'll probably do that before. I'll try and do it as much, you know, before every week. And if we get some, we'll do them. And if not, fine. We don't need your questions. <laughs> we just filled an hour and 25 minutes of content all by ourselves. Mostly. Uh, okay, Bill, because this is the uh, first one back, we're just going to real quick um, roll through just a reminder of our social media because we got a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twitter box, of course, is probably our main one. We're on Twitter all the time, retweeting and... and uh, it's uh oh that was really bummer right there as they showed Romo screwing up that that uh was that extra point is that what that was or a field goal what was that bobble the snap it's a real bummer anyway the uh <laughs> well that was like twelve years ago that was okay. like, I know but I mean they're just showing it anyway so <laughs> oh actually since you bring that up oh, just, just just real quick <laughs> just real quick um I saw something uh on Twitter today. And it was a which which oh I gotta I have gotta find it. <laughs> he's he's really excited, everybody. His he's tired, but his eyes just like lit up. Definitely. Like, oh my god! I've got to share this with the world. Okay, let me find this. This has been a real buttery smooth podcast. I have to say, I agree. Correct. It, <laughs> <laughs> we just got right back into it. And as uh, and this this is just for Cowboy fans, but obviously Cowboy. This is for Cowboys fans, but uh, with you knowing, obviously, all of this business. Okay. This was posted, um, I think this was today. So it's just a, it's a meme, or it's not a meme, but it's just a picture, and it says, choose a pill. A, or let's just say blue pill, Dez doesn't drop it, which he didn't, but say it was ruled a couch, <laughs> ruled a catch. Dez doesn't drop it. Jimmy Johnson isn't fired. Romo doesn't fumble the snap. This is all in one pill? No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, they have multiple pills. They need to choose one. Blue pill is Dez. Red pill is Jimmy Johnson okay. isn't fired. Green pill is Romo doesn't fumble the snap. Orange pill is Mason Crosby misses game-winning field goal. How do you pick? For me... As a Dallas fan, I mean, that's... I really think... If, and it's perfect because it ties right into the freaking game we're watching. If if that if that Des catch gets ruled a catch, I think like it was like and it literally was I, a catch. I I think I think Dallas either gets to the um, Super Bowl and wins, or that's just something really big to build on from then because kind of the same thing when seattle at the one that whole business that 2014 year if you were to make yeah if you were to make a list for seahawks fans and that was on there i wouldn't care what the rest of them were 20 it would literally flat out be you run the ball 20 2014 that i mean that was the year and then right after that everything just kind of fell fell apart in 2015 and then obviously you had the resurgence in 2016 but still you could have had two years of, of success the the one that's actually right up there and is really difficult is that Mason Crosby field goal in the playoffs. It 
friggin' Aaron Rodgers, fourth and Stup- fourth and twenty. Stupid AA Ron. <sighs> I hate him for a lot of reasons. A lot of them. But anyway, sorry. So <laughs> we are on Twitter. We are on the Twitter box. Uh, our main account is at Common Ground FBP. Andrew, you are at Andrew Guzman CGP. You can find me at Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan, which is W E N S E A Sports Fan. We're on Facebook also, the Book Face, Book of Face, because we have to be. <laughs> it's a rule. Uh, Facebook.com slash Common Ground Football Podcast. If you're ever like lost and you don't use social media and you want to just find us, you can go to our website www.commongroundfootballpodcast.com uh, dot com and uh we're gonna use instagram it's gonna be huge huge uh where are we at on instagram at common ground fbp oh there's like a theme happening there i see <laughs> uh the podcast is available on every platform imaginable really yes, and honestly is. so apple Podcasts, stitcher tuning google play we're on spotify don't forget we're on Spotify. 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 So you have tons of whatever avenue you're, you're listening to it on right now. You have other options should you need them. Please listen wherever. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, our call to action this week, this is what we need your help with. Always, of course, share with your friends. Tell everybody. But I want reviews again. I want to get... We need reviews. Let's see if we can get to... Let's see if we can get to 20 reviews. That'd be sweet. Even if it's just one sentence... Just a star rating and a quick review. Just, yeah. just anything. These guys are funny. Anything and everything. These guys are dumb. These guys think they're funny. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll, I don't care what it is. Just we'll, reviews. We'll take it. And then as a reminder, if you have any sort of smart home device, whether it be a Google Play, Alexa, you could just say, Alexa, play Common Ground Football Podcast, and there we are. It's pretty awesome. It are is. we going to ever have our own Alexa app? Are you working on that? Oh, there it is. Alexa, stop. <laughs> That was not our podcast. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> She's like mine. She talks back. Anyways. <laughs> Got to be careful with those Alexas. All right. So uh, next week, we'll uh, dive more into camp. We'll see what's happened after the first week. And uh, anything big pops up, maybe we'll have some Earl Thomas news. Um, but uh, football's back. We're going to have a great time. Anything else you want to add? Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back. All right. Until next week, uh, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>